Thank you for listening to another episode of D-Lo Speaks. This will be episode 25, and I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, guys? So I'm back with another episode of D-Lo Speaks, and I want to thank y'all for supporting me liking sharing commenting um you know giving feedback on the podcast page and everything if you haven't already and you're following me follow me at dlo speaks on twitter you can also follow my personal page at ask me sucker and if you want to follow me on Instagram, which I don't have a po- uh, um, podcast page on Instagram, but you can follow my personal account at D-Lo, duh, as in dog, D-A, kid. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go right ahead and get into it. Um, lately, I've been like having this debate for the past couple of days now. Ever since the Soul Train Awards situation. But I've been having this conversation, you know, with a lot of people about Lizzo. Now, I want to say that before I go into depth of the things that I'm about to say, I don't hate Lizzo. I don't have an issue with her. I think that she's talented. Um, I think that she, you know, has versatility. And, uh, you know, the different things that she do with her talent. Um, but what I'm about to say is about the, you know, it might rub some people the wrong way, but I want y'all to understand where I'm coming from. Now, yesterday, it might've been yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday when I saw the tweet. And basically this person tweet that they enjoy Lizzo because she was the first black rapper that wasn't talking that um, hood shit, excuse my French, that these other rappers do. There's nothing wrong with that type of music, but not every black person is hood, or rather, some of us grew out of that type of music. Now, this is what I had an issue with. Number one, I already had an issue with the fact that The Soul Train Awards allowed Lizzo to win over Ari Lennox's album, Shea Butter Baby, because if you put both of those albums together and you look at the history of Soul Train and basically Don Cornelius getting these artists that, you know, were soul singers and, you know, with the whole Soul Train line and everything, everything of the black community that happened during those times that Don Cornelius was living and he did the whole soul train, you would understand why Ari was upset with the fact that she didn't win that award. Now for the people who can't seem to understand where her frustration is coming from, y'all are crazy because if you listen to Lizzo's album and you listen to Ari's album, You would see that neither one of their, you know, neither one of their styles are the same. And you would notice that the albums are completely different. Ari Lennox gave an R&B soul type album. 
And Lizzo, if you listen to that album, because you're giving off this soul emotion through your voice, which I know, you know, it's not something that you're trying to fake because it's a possibility that, you know, you have members in your family who are singers or whatever the case is, and it might have passed through your bloodline. But at the end of the day, just because you have that soul sound doesn't necessarily mean that your album portrays that soul vibe. If you listen to Lizzo's album, you will not hear no soul. You will hear it in her voice. You know that she's like a type soul singer. But that album itself, which was, you know, presented to the masses, that was a pop album. Like a pop rock type album. Um... But Ari's album, Strictly R&B Soul, you could tell, you can feel the vibe, you just get that. And with the other people that was in the um, the category with her, like, um, what's the name? Ella Mae, her, I can't remember the other people. But, you know, just those two alone, their albums were R&B and Soul. So, you know, I'm not knocking the fact that Lizzo shouldn't be nominated because who am I to say that she can't be nominated? At the end of the day, you can be nominated. But me personally, I don't think that she deserved that award. I felt like Ari deserved it. So nonetheless, of course, that brought a bunch of um, conflict and debate within my mentions. And if you think about it, If you sit down and actually listen to these artists, you will understand that if you go back in the time of different eras and realize that music, yes, it has changed, but the genre itself, you have to stay true to the genre in order to be included in these categories. And I felt like Lizzo wasn't, Um, but I'm going to get into that. So basically, I quote the tweet and was like, This tweet is raggedy. Lauren Hill exists, silly rabbit. And the only reason why I only listed Lauren was because when Lauren came out, you know, she was rapping with the Fugees and, you know, she was singing and doing her thing. She, Lauren, um, pretty much called herself an MC. You know, she rhymed. Everybody, um, you know, that listened to her in her earliest stages of music, called her an MC. Even the people that was a part of the Fugees called her an MC because she was sick with the rhymes. So this wasn't something, you know, just her herself self-proclaimed. It was given to her. And her gift portrayed that. She know how to do both of them. She could sing and rap. Versatility. Cool. And she wasn't rapping about hood stuff. Lauren was basically like this whole, you know, in a way like poetics, you know, conscious type rapper. So you didn't, she wasn't talking about the hood. So anyway, one of my mutuals, well, they used to be a mutual. I got unfollowed after, you know, what I said about this, which at the end of the day, I didn't see no issue I mean, if they was that upset about it, then, you know, that's not my problem. I can't help that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I just think that it was a good conversation. 
But why take offense to something that's the truth? So anyway, they commented and said that she probably was talking about, you know, Lizzo being the first black rapper to not talk about hood things in this generation. So even with that being said, I said that even if she meant within this generation, her tweet is still wrong because in this generation includes um, artists like Nikki. Nikki didn't always talk about hood things. Of course, that's what she used to be a part of. I mean, she came from the hood, so it's expected to talk about that. And if we really being technical, um, Lizzo's earlier music, she talked about hood things. So, I mean, it's just however you grew up before rapping, you're going to talk about that stuff. So, the tweet was inaccurate. Um, And also, with that being said, again, Nikki is a part of this generation. She didn't always talk about that. Rhapsody is a part of this generation. She didn't always talk about that. Um... I mean, you got earlier artists. Like I said, Lauren didn't always talk about that. Um, You had Missy Elliott. She didn't always talk about that. Eve didn't always talk about that. So, you know, you have these different artists that were out, that were rapping, that were black females, who didn't always talk about the hood or hood things, so to speak. So... I also made it a point that, you know, Lizzo didn't identify as a rapper until recently. Now, a lot of people feel as though this is far-fetched and that she did and, you know, you just not doing your research. <clears throat> but, um, the research has been done. And we can't help what the media presents to us at a specific time. Now... But I'm going to get into that. Y'all just hold just hold on. Grab your seatbelt. So, she was like, she probably meant the first rapper she heard who's out to do it. And she's always identified as a rapper. It's just never been a problem till recently. So, I said she meant exactly how she typed it. And it's still not true regardless. Tank is still relevant. She doesn't rap about hood things just because she isn't mainstream enough doesn't mean that she doesn't apply in this tweet's wrong statement and when did Lizzo identify as a rapper you have Tank out here Tank is very underrated um you know a lot of people compared her to Lauren Hill not in a sense of oh she's going to be better than her And I'm one of them. I did compare Tank to Lauryn Hill because I like the style. Lauryn had a certain style about her. And I felt as though Tank also had that style as opposed to her thought process. And, you know, how she was as an artist. So, you know, she's not as mainstream, you know, as other people may think. So they don't really include her within these conversations. But if you think about it and you go back and listen to Tank music, you will see that she, you know, you're including her in this tweet because one, she's a black female. But then you excluded her because you felt as though she talked about hood things. That's not the case. So 
she commented and said the first rapper she heard that was in quotation marks. So I commented and said I enjoyed Lizzo because she was the first black rapper that wasn't talking that hood, you know what, in quotation marks. This is what the original tweet said. So that don't mean that she's the first rapper that she heard. You specifically said that she is the, f- the first black female to do this. That means you're putting something on Lizzo that nobody ever even put on her because it's not true. That's like saying Cardi B is the first black female rapper to wear Chanel. Um, okay. Number one, she's not black. Number two, she's not the first to wear Chanel. So, in this sense, you're doing the same thing for Lizzo. She's not the first black artist to do music that isn't about the hood or that, you know, isn't about politics. Any Anything, whatever you try to put in that sentence is, is dead wrong. So, she commented back and said... It's not false. Y'all just like hating on her because it's cool. Y'all don't do y'all don't do this with Future or Sway Lee. So I had to tell her, no, let me stop you right there. Because I don't want nobody making assumptions for me based off of a truth that I'm giving you. Like I said at the beginning of this, I don't hate Lizzo. I don't have an issue with her. And I actually listened to her album when it first hit, you know, when it came out. And I actually liked it because I liked that, you know, it was different. Um, Not much artists were doing what she did when, you know, on this album. So, you know, it was something that was different, a new sound. But what you're not about to do is assume that I'm hating on Lizzo because of what she presented and the truth behind what she presented that I'm giving you. So, with that being said, I'm guessing at that point in time within those tweets, that's when I got unfollowed, which is fine. I, that, that stuff don't bother me. You unfollow me, you block me, whatever the case is, cool. I won't lose no sleep over it, but let's get into it. Lizzo didn't identify as a rapper until recently. And I want to say it was around the time with the whole future thing. And I don't know if it was Swaley or Travis Scott. One of them, whoever she was talking about, and she pretty much made the statement that they weren't rappers. Now, my thing is, you know, in your earliest stages of music, Lizzo, you know, she did a couple of rapping here and there. Cool. She also did her her rock type sound with singing and portraying soul and everything else. Cool. But if you were rapping then and all of a sudden when it was time for mainstream, you were strictly singing, then what exactly are you identifying as a rapper or a singer? I need to know these things because if you're not identifying as a rapper until it's convenient for your position in these categories to be nominated and you feel as though you should win, you can't say, oh, I identify as a rapper then. No. When you first come out, you need to let people know what exactly you're doing. So 
when she commented back to me after I said that, she pretty much tried to say that Lizzo is the same type artist as Drake and Nicki because Drake and Nicki, they are singers. Wrong. They're not. <laughs> um, Drake and Nicki, when they first came out, identified as rappers. R-A-P-P-E-R-S. Rappers. They did not identify as singers. They were rappers who dabbled in singing. And because pop was the leading genre at the time, why not compete? Drake already had that privilege to be a part of pop. I mean, he's mixed. Duh. Nikki, she's from the hood. You know, she's this little girl from Trinidad, Southside Jamaica, Queens. She had the cross appeal. She did it. She dabbled in the pop scene. She bodied it. And believe it or not, she was commended for it. Some people tore her down for it, called her a bubblegum rapper, all this other stuff. But she did it good. And because she did it good, guess what? She is a rapper, her and Drake rappers, who identify as rappers but knows how to sing on the records. Totally different from Lizzo. So, again, Lizzo, when did she identify as a rapper? Now, this was also alarming to me because I was like, you know what? When I said what I said about Drake and Nicki or whatever, and the girl commented back and was like, but Lizzo got a whole rap album out there. So I said... What's the name of it? Because I thought that she was personally, you know, directing that comment toward the last, you know, the the one album that Lizzo has out. Because I love you. And because uh, I know you love, so, however, whatever the name of the album is. But, you know, I thought that that was her statement was directed to. So, she gets, like, this real smart remark and was like... Go do your research. It's out there. Um, pause. Calm down. Watch your tone. Because I don't care who you are. The situation was never that deep for you to be that smart. And I'm the type of person who I'm going to give you respect regardless. And I told her. When I looked up Lizzo music, I heard it when she first came out. But with this industry, you have to sometimes refresh your memory when it comes to music. Because they will show you something at first and push just one set of things when it comes to music out and make you forget about everything else. Because they want it, it's like they're money hungry, so they're gonna, you know, try to make you forget about the other stuff that they feel as though it's not gonna get them that much money or still not getting them that much money. So they're just gonna push one specific thing to the forefront. But I had to tell her, like, bruh, I don't have a problem with Lizzo and I don't have a problem with you, but I'm gonna need you to watch your tone, and that's facts. 
face to face if I was talking to somebody and they said that I would have told them the same thing because you're not about to catch an attitude or assume that I'm hating on an artist because of something that I'm telling you which is the truth Lizzo did not recent she recently identified as a rapper with that situation where she didn't win best rap category now my thing is Atlantic who she signed to when I did the research that I did on Lizzo before I even decided that I wanted to speak on her, it was said that basically when she got her new management, all her, the music, like her older music, it was like it disappeared. And my thing is, and this this is not from, you know, just me assuming this, because when you look on streaming platforms, the only thing that's up there is her one album. If she got singles or she featured on a song with somebody or whatever the case is, that's going to be placed on there. But if you type in Google, you know, her name and try to look for her other albums, the up, the other albums that are listed, you can only find it on YouTube. And even then, like some of the stuff on YouTube aren't even the actual song. It's her doing a live performance of it. So that was kind of alarming to me because I'm like, okay, did Atlantic, you know, kind of like deleted that music completely and was like, all right, let's start fresh. You know, we want people to see you for this album that you put out. Like this is the stuff that's running through my mind because ever since Lizzo made appearance to the mainstream um, things, side of things, you know, they've only been pushing this one album. And it seems as though with them only pushing this one album, she's only, it's not like she's trying to give us new content. It's like she's grabbing these same songs off of this album, making remixes of them and like dropping them as if there's something new. But how could you expect people to not speculate or give you the honest truth or opinion about a situation you know, if we're getting music like that, you know, you're constantly remixing songs. Now nah, we want to hear something new because you're being placed in R&B and soul categories. You're being placed in rap categories. You're being placed in pop categories. And if you're only being placed in that because the masses or these panelists who are white people they love and excuse these sirens that's coming up. These people are real disrespectful around here. <laughs> but um, you know, at the at the rate that music is going, and it's not trying to be racist, but we already know the panelists on many of these award shows and different things like that are black people. I mean white people. So they're gonna go for what appeases their ear. Whatever is appealing to them, that's what they go for. Lizzo makes music that almost sounds like it's for commercials. And I was talking to one of my other mutuals, and we were just pretty much like, bruh. Like, he beat me to it. He was like, she make commercial music. And I was like, nigga, I was just about to message you that and say, you know, she sounds like a jangler. Like, she jingles for commercial because at the you know at the height of her her um relevance at this point you know everybody is already praising her 
for her confidence in her size. Nobody has a problem with that. But when you speak on her, people are bringing up her weight as a as a means to, oh, well, you're shaming her or you hating on her because of her weight or whatever the case is. Nobody is talking about her weight, number one. So let's make that clear. Number two, nobody is upset with the fact that she is singing and partially rapping on the same CD. We don't have an issue with that because I also saw a tweet that was, you know, highlighting that, hey, we're giving Lizzo all of this heat, but this is the same thing people are giving Nikki, well, gave Nikki over the years or whatever because she wanted to rap and sing on the same CD. No, it's not the same. Of course, people had an issue with Lauren doing it, and, you know, people, of course, had an issue with Nikki doing it, but... When you listen to Lizzo music, like I said before, when she got signed over to new management, all of her older content disappeared. Like, if you find it, you find it. If you don't, it's not there. But she, nobody have an issue with her doing that. It's just the simple fact that you gave us an album. Your label is only pushing one of your albums. All of the other stuff, you can't find it. If they pushing this one album and just shoving it in our face, telling us we got to listen to it, this is your best content, the best work that you ever put out, and slapping you in these R&B and soul categories just because of your voice, but your music and your album is being labeled as a pop um, album, and you're on an R&B and soul category and one over Ari, what make you th- why you think people aren't going to be upset? Let's just be real. If it was Jasmine Sullivan, if it was Tony Braxton, if it was, let's say, Beyonce, anybody, and they gave one of the, the best R&B soul albums of two ni- 2019 or, you know, at that current moment, for R&B, if they gave the most R&B and soul album, and then here comes Lizzo album, slapped up there, and most of the album sounds like pop rock, and she won over that, the outrage would have been worse. But y'all all mad because y'all misunderstanding why people are upset. Nobody has an issue with her singing and rapping on the same CD. We have an issue with her label and different people placing her in these categories that she don't fit. She doesn't fit on a rap category because her album is not rap. Just because you talk rapping and busting out in notes after a point in time does not make you a rapper. Because you don't see Nicki and Drake out here giving us freaking um, D3 and C4 or whatever type notes. We y'all don't see that. These niggas is out here spitting bars, giving us metaphors, punchlines. You don't see Jay Z out here freaking trying to hold the longest note. Cause these niggas identified as rappers when they first came out. Lizzo, we don't know what type of artist she is because her label is trying to make her more than one. After a while, she gonna be placed in these gospel categories. And what, y'all going to be mad because people going to come at her by that too? Because I sure will be one of them. Let me find out she winning an award in a gospel category over that one album. 
Because if you think about it, that's all Atlantic trying to push. They want to give them that one album and think that they're the best to ever do it. Stop. Y'all need to wake up. And y'all need to realize that with these labels, these niggas is out here using these females. Think about it. Go back and do your research. Like I put up a tweet earlier. Go back and do your research on these female rap, uh, female rappers for every era. Look at the 80s era. Look at the 90s era. The 2000s. You know, 2010, all of that. Look at the different eras. And look at the females that were in the game. Look at how they increased and decreased for the amount of females that was there. Look how in each era, they pushed a narrative to try to make it seem like, you know, for, let's say, for the 80s, it wasn't that much female rappers out because, of course, it was a male-dominated field. And these people didn't really want to, like, you know, push the females because they felt like they was they, they cost too much money. And they felt like females shouldn't have been rapping. So they had to stick together. It might have been, let's say, about five or six females tops. Eight, if we, eight on a good day. But you know that was for the 80s era. 90s came, and you had a good bit. 2000s came, you had a good bit. But after a while, they started dropping off like flies. And they tried to make it seem like, you know, it was only a certain amount of people that could be a part of, you know, that era. And Nikki came along, same thing. They tried to make it seem like when Nikki came along, oh, that era was only supposed to be one female at the forefront. This is something that the industry did now. After female rap fell off, 2005, Little Kim, the same one that y'all praising, the same one y'all pushing to the forefront, thinking that she's the only one in her, that was a part of her era that was just holding female rap down, had it in a capsule, wouldn't let nobody touch it. This is what y'all pushing. When she had plenty of um, plenty females beside her, help pushing this category to the forefront. Foxy Brown, the same one that y'all sat there and erased because she was independent. Um, she was a strong black woman. She was a woman who wrote her songs, didn't let nobody control her, pushed herself to the forefront right alongside with Kim and many others. But y'all only want to give Kim the credit because y'all felt like she was the face. But... The faces that she's portrayed to us, and I'm not even trying to be funny, but think about it. This child has beef with all these females out here. She done had so much issues with all these females, but couldn't uphold the whole female rap. 2005, that was a a bad year for these females out here. And guess what? Nikki came through. And made it possible for females to even rap again. She made it possible for the category to even come back on these award shows. But y'all so mad because y'all want Nick, y'all wanted Nikki to bust the door, slam open, and pull y'all through this door right along with her. No, I'm not about to pull you through no door. I'ma bust the door down, and it's up to you to to throw out your blueprint. Think to yourself and be like, all right, I got to do this, that, and the third and make sure that I'm successful, that I'm business savvy, that I know that I'm marketable, 
you know, doing all of this other stuff. I'm trying to make, I got to make sure I'm right and that I'm ready for this and that I'm ready for the burdens that come with being successful and making sure that I'm independent and don't let nobody think for me or tell me what I got to do in order to be successful. Nobody wanted to do that. Everybody wanted Nikki to turn around and and grab their hand and say, come on, little child, I want you to walk with me. I want you to, I want you to taste a little piece of my success. But that's what everybody wanted. So they had to twist this narrative and say, oh, well, Nikki only wanted to be the only one. Then it switched from, oh, she only wanted to be the only one to, oh, well, there was, she didn't have no competition. Make up your mind. Who, who, who didn't want competition? Y'all didn't want competition. Y'all couldn't see competition. Why? Because y'all was too focused on the standard of female rap for this whole generation to come. And that's Nikki. Of course, you know, Queen Latifah, um, Roxanne, Shantae, Salt and Pepper, all of them, they made it possible for the women behind them to even have a position or be thought about when it comes to rap but if you think about it for this generation right now all the cardi b's the city girls the the what's that girl named the um sweetie cash doll megan malibu asian dream doll all of them nikki is the reason why all of these females now that are rapping are even relevant and if you think for one second that Nikki is not the reason why, then you need to reevaluate life, do your research, and then come back again. Because, and even the ones that still ride for Nikki, like Akbar, Megan, um, Malibu, to Cash Doll, she done fumbled that ball, that's on her. But <laughs> at the end of the day, no matter how mad you be with Nikki, at the end of the day, she still made it possible for y'all to even be relevant. And the ones that still thank her for that, you know, they gladly appreciate it. But the other ones who was ungrateful and ended up biting the hand that fed them, they're going to realize in the long run that once Nikki is done with music, it's over for them. Because the same way that back in the 90s and the 2000s, when these labels were telling these females that, oh, Y'all cost too much and all this other stuff. No, it wasn't that they cost too much. It was the fact that there was no female who was going to bust out and show these people that they was um, marketable. They didn't show them that they could make money and still be a boss at what they do. All the female rappers that came out had men behind them. But it was up to that female to, okay, you know, I understand. You coaching me here, you coaching me there, you telling me the ropes. But it was up to that female to jump out and be like, I right, bet this is what I got to do and I'm going to do it. And ain't nobody going to stop me. Nikki was the only one out of all the female rappers to ever come to actually have this much of success in a long reign within female hip hop. And once she's done completely, female rap is going to go right back in the drought and it ain't going to never come back think I'm lying, go back and do your research and look at what's going on now. Because all these rappers out here is just after a quick bag. They after a quick bag. All of these labels just using them because they know they can get money. All they thinking about is hit. They not thinking about talent. They not thinking about classic. They not thinking about longevity. They not thinking about none of that. And they too busy trying to put a pop singer 
in rap categories and calling her a rapper when she don't even identify as a, a full-blown rapper. Because if that's the case, then you need to pick a side. If you're going to be a rapper, be a rapper. If you're going to be a pop singer, be a pop singer. I'm not boxing you in, but at the end of the day, you can't expect to have a pop album and be placed in rap categories. That's like me out here singing gospel and they slap me in an R&B and soul category and I won. How you think people are going to feel about that? So, with all of that being said, I hope that y'all really take heed and understand that everything that is going on now, these labels and different people, they know exactly what they're doing because they want, it's like they, they want to cause the controversy and once they're done with these artists, they're going to slap them on the back burner. So... And if the artist not realizing what these labels are doing to them beforehand, it's going to be too late. And before you know it, a new face going to be done jumping. And guess what? Lizzo going to be on the back burner because it's going to be somebody that does something pretty much the same as her, but better. So for the ones that think I'm hating, um, maybe you will listen to this and get a clear understanding versus what I typed through on Twitter. And if you don't get an understanding and you still feel like I'm hating, guess what? I don't care. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Um, and if you say anything about it, guess what? Still not going to care because this is how it is. This is the truth. If Lizzo was out here giving us pop songs or pop rock songs or whatever the case is and want to be placed in rap categories, she's going to continue to be spoke about on D-Lo Speaks. And on the other podcast, which is Vocal Agenda. (laughs) Like, she's going to be talked about until the, you know, until they do what they're supposed to do. So, with all that being said, that's all I wanted to speak about today. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. And once again, y'all go follow the podcast page at D-Lo Speaks. Follow me on Twitter on my personal page at Ask Me Sucker, and follow me on Instagram at DLo the Kid. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in.